0: All right, I'm back. Good morning, good morning. So if this, is, thanks. if this is your first time here today, again, my name is Craig, and my wife Patty and I get to pastor this amazing church together. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it, really do. Do me a favor, there's a lot of people watching online, second service. Will you do me a favor, will you put your hands together and help me welcome the rest of our family? Facebook, Church Online Platform, YouTube, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much. Okay. Today is the last day of the series, the last episode of Silent Killers. And we've been looking at these different things that kill us from the inside out, these small little things. And since today is the last day of the series, guess what that means next Sunday is? Yeah, you used it, another series. Um, A a brand new series called R.I.P., Rest in Peace. And we see it on tombstones, but here's the deal. We need to know how to rest in peace today. There's a lot going on and we need peace. And so we're going to look at some things. The series I'm just telling you right now will be a lot more teachery than I normally do. Um, I feel like I would need to teach these things because if we can learn these theological things, it's going to help us be a little bit stronger and have peace in the middle of crisis. And so the first week is we're going to talk about, um, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the kingdom is here. And then the second week we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit is here. The third week, we're going to talk about the new covenant is here. And in the fourth week, we're going to talk about the end is here. We're going to do some end time talking. And won't that be fun? So good. So good. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so um, so since today is the last one of Silent Killers, and we're, really what we've been looking at We've been looking at these little things that get inside our soul space, these little terrorist cells, if you will, and they they sit and they grow and they get worse and worse, and then all of a sudden, before we realize that they're killing us from the inside out, and if we can get these things under control and get them out of our lives before they ever really take root, we just begin to be stronger, better Christians and followers of Christ. So, Today, um, the the creative team that puts together these series and these ideas, they knew that we were teaching today this last one on forgiveness, okay? And I'm not doing that because we were talking about forgiveness, and I started writing the message, and I started thinking, you know, forgiveness is not really a silent killer. Forgiveness is something, it's a killer. I mean, forgiveness or unforgiveness, I think, is probably the most powerful force on the planet, all right? But there's little things that build up in our lives to make us get to the point where we have to forgive somebody or receive forgiveness, right? So these little things is what I want to talk about today. And the little thing that I think builds up more than anything else is this thing called offense, being offended. We're going to talk about being offended today. How many of you know somebody that is easily offended? Raise your hand. Don't point at them. They're going to get offended. So you guys know, everybody, does everybody know somebody that's easily offended? I mean, seriously. If you don't, if you're not raising your hand for this, you have not been on social media at all, like ever. You don't even know what it is, right? Right. People are being offended all the time. And there's stuff thrown out there, and we get offended, and we allow it to build up in our lives. But it's not just online. Like, okay, okay, one of the things that gets me, you guys know my my driving is is issues. You guys all know that. I talk about it all the time. One of the things that gets me is you can be in traffic on Goodman Road, right, the the road from hell, and you're backed up bumper to bumper, and somebody needs in. They need that right turn, you know, in. And so I'll, I'll give space. I'll let them in. And I'm only expecting for one, th- I'm, I'm only looking for one thing, right? Come on, what am I looking, yeah, yeah, you, y'all know, y'all look, the, y'all are doing it. Y'all just, you're doing it automatically, but there's some people spawn of Satan that don't understand this. You let them in, and you're looking for, even if it's just a little, I mean, it, don't, it doesn't have to be a lot, just a, or even a chin check, just a, bro, I see you, you know, something like that. And when they don't do that, I'm just like. Who are you? What? I am basically the traffic savior. I made a way when there was no way. You know what I'm saying? And you can't give me just a little bit of, what's up, bro? Chin check. That's cool. You know, you can't give me, or or this is another one that gets me, just talking personally. This is cheaper than therapy. So you text somebody, you text somebody, and immediately you see the bubbles. Come on, you know the bubbles where they're, they're reading it. Come on, nod at you know what I'm doing. They're, they're reading it or replying, and then the bubbles go away and they never respond. <laughs> and it's like, what, you're, you're too good to, t- to return my text? You saw, I know you saw it. You read it, and now you just you just ghosted me. What is up with that? Little things offend us, and these little things build up and get worse and worse and worse. And we have to understand something, that if you're constantly looking to be offended at stuff, guess what? You'll find it. When you're you're constantly looking to be offended, you will find what you're looking for. And I know that this message, I'm just telling you right now, this is a tough message. And my prayer for you, for all of us, is that we all leave here just a little bit better, making some better decisions in our minds. That, that, that's where I am today. That's where I want us to be. Because we, so for some reason, we think that being offended is just normal and part of life, and we we hold on to it and think that our life is going to be good. I have never heard anybody say, "You know what? My marriage is so strong right now because I'm full of bitterness. <laughs> My family's doing amazing because I am the most bitter person on the planet." My job is great. My boss loves me because I'm so bitter. Nobody says these things. Nobody at all. And we hold on to these little offenses. And we need to remember this. And it's not in your notes, but it should be. You should write it. Up. We all need to realize and learn that our life is too short. Our calling is too great to be offended by such small things. I'm going to say it again because I want you to get this. Your life is too short. Your calling in God is too great to be offended about these little things. What we're getting offended over is small, little things. Little things, but they build up and if we allow them to build up, they turn into stuff where we need to have forgiveness for or unforgiveness for and it just gets ugly. So what if, what if we don't get offended and we we learn to just get over it? Doesn't that sound cool? It is whether you like it or not. Um, Proverbs nineteen eleven, and we're going to look at this verse again later in, in the message. But right here, let's just look at this. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory. I didn't forget how to read. Help me out. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. It is. What is he saying? He's saying it is to your benefit to get over it. It's to your benefit to not hold on to offense. It's better for you. Okay, get over it. What you you got offended over today in the car driving here. What your spouse said, what your kids did, and you got a little offended here, get over it. What they posted on Facebook this week, get over it. What the last church did to you or how this church offended you, get over it. It's for your benefit to get over these things. Now, right now, hopefully you're thinking, Craig, that's great advice. But how in the world do you get over it? I mean, just telling somebody, sweetheart, get over it. That sounds great. But then how many, I'm practical. I like to know how. How? How? I don't want you just to leave here with, I got over it, I don't know what just happened to me, but how did you do it? How do you get over those little offenses? Are you ready? You can write this down. You close the gap with love. You close the gap with love, and I wanna explain this. Proverbs 10, 12 says this. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. Hatred stirs it up, but love covers over. Okay, so the gap. Here's what we're talking about with the gap. This happens in every single relationship, every single um, interaction. It does not matter who it is, who you are, what country you're in, this is, hap- this is just humanity. Somebody says something or does something, they do an action, and then we react, right? Even if somebody says, hey, how are you doing? I, that, that was an action, right? And now I react. I'm good, I'm fine, I'm doing horrible. Whatever it is, there's an action and a reaction, now get this, in in between those two things is a gap. Now some of it's super small, super short, like a millisecond, just depends. But in between every single interaction, there is an action and a reaction, and God wants us to fill the gap with love. Here here it is in psychology, um, because, okay, let me explain a little bit better than that, because I want you to get this. Guys, gentlemen, your wife, you're watching the ball game. Your wife tells you, have you taken out the trash? Now, you know darn well you ain't taken out the trash yet. But you also know, you also know that you have every intention of taking out the trash as soon as the fourth quarter ends. Come on, just, I'm just talking real here, right? I know this never happens in anybody else's home but mine, but this is just reality. Have you taken out the trash yet? And, bro, you know she's standing over the trash looking at it overflowing, right? Have you taken the trash out yet? And now, so there's been an action. And now we have to interpret what she means. Come on. We have to interpret what she means. Really, and so a lot of times we'll say, oh. She's thinking I'm lazy. She's thinking I'm not going to do it. I'm just watching the ball game. And she's probably thinking, you're such a lazy little cuss. You do all this stuff. You just go sit there and watch a football game and not take out the trash. And we interpret a simple statement based on all kinds of stuff that's going on in us. Y'all tracking with me? Here's what it is in psychology. In psychology, it's called this, because we're horrible interpreters. We're horrible at this. Fundamental attribution error it's the bias to attribute our own behavior to our circumstances. In other words, I'm acting a certain way because of what's going on in my life, while attributing someone else's actions to their character. Okay, 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 so it's like this, it's like this. Um, (laughs) um, Let's say I offend you, which I know, I know I never have, because I'm the pastor, I'm perfect, right? But let's just tend like, so we're going to, can we all tend like today? I'm going to tend, let's tend like I say something that offends you. And you come to me and say, Pastor Craig, you don't offend me. And I'm going to say, oh man, come on, you know my heart. I didn't mean to do that. I had all this stuff going on, and I, I, I snapped at you, and I, I'm sorry, but that's not, that's not who I am, okay? Give me a break. Know my heart, Okay, okay, okay. Okay, But then somebody does something to me, bro, right? She said this, she did that, she posted this, and I'm going to say something along the lines of, <sighs> did you see what she posted? <laughs> Uneducated white trash, you see that? Bro, that she's evil. Look at her heart. She needs Jesus. My actions, I judge myself because of my circumstances. I know what's going on. I had a bad day. I had a bad day at work. I got fired. But when somebody else does something that comes at us and offends us, all of a sudden now it's not their circumstances that we judge them by. Now we apply their issues to their character and their heart. Okay? Y'all with me? Okay, one more example. You're in the grocery store. You ever been to a grocery store? And that kid is screaming? Three aisles down. Mm-hmm. You you heard that kid scream. Now if it's your kid, mom or dad, you come in, and you know your kid's crying, and you're like, oh man, she's teething. She's got a little fever. She doesn't feel good. But my my spouse, whatever my partner, you know, they're at work. I had and I had to come to the grocery store. I had to get some food. I had to get this. I, and she missed her nap today. Oh, she you know she's fussy. I'm sure everyone will understand. <laughs> However, if it's not your baby crying. And they're three aisles over, you're like, they could so use a parenting class. I wish everybody, I just wish it was required that you would have a parenting class. Oh, my God, that child is so evil. Do you hear that high pitch? Obviously, it's demon-possessed. It's a demon-possessed Al-Qaeda operative. That's what's going on. A terrorist. You're raising a terrorist. We immediately, do you see the difference? For us, it's, you don't understand what's going on in my life. Let me explain to you. Surely you will judge me by my circumstances, while everybody else, we judge them by what's coming out of their mouth in that moment, and we apply it to their character, not their circumstance. So what's in this gap? What, what, what do we put in this gap? Remember, there's an action and a reaction. In the gap, the devil wants you to put accusations. That's what he wants you to put in there. The enemy is our great accuser. He's accusing us all the time. He's constantly throwing things at us. Here's the deal. Don't help him with his job. The devil's good enough on his own. And I think a lot of times when we start throwing accusations at other people, do you realize something? You are just mimicking what the enemy is already saying and doing. Because we're accusing, and we're putting accusations in those moments. Something happens, and we say, oh, she is such an evil person. She is horrible. I can't believe you. Why are you saying that? Those are, why are you accusing her of that? Well, you don't understand. You're accusing her. What does God want us to fill the gap with in between action and reaction? God wants us to fill the gap with love, with love. Proverbs seventeen nine. This is so powerful, and it is so out of date today. But it's not out of date. You know, I mean, it's like this is so stinking relative, and we just don't do it. Proverbs seventeen nine. Whichever would. Whoever would foster love covers over an offense. And isn't it interesting that today we try to uncover offenses? This offended me, so I'm going to share this with as many people as I possibly can. That's not love, no matter who's doing it. We dig stuff up. you could almost hear all the toes being pulled in. <laughs> I'm wearing steel-toed boots today. Yeah, you better be. We, we dig stuff up, and this, this scripture says whoever fosters love. Really, if you're, if you're walking in the love of Christ, it covers up an over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Here's a phrase. I choose to believe the best in the other person. That's a choice. I didn't feel it. Is it spiritual? I'll be honest with you. I have never felt this. I've never felt like I should assume the best and believe the best in someone else. That's not natural. My wife, Patty, is amazing at this. She actually, She's the one who has single-handedly taught me this over the years. Because in, in church work, people do stuff. People say stuff. People post stuff hey how y'all doing and when when that happens I'm just gonna tell you inside me my natural instinct is I want to fire back come on anybody else just gonna be honest and real like somebody says something against you against your family about you, and you want to fire back it might have just been a shot across the bow but bro I'm gonna slay you (laughs) anybody tracking with pastor Craig anybody just gonna be real and Patty's stuff will happen like that. Uh, we'll come home and I'll say, You will never believe. And I'll just sit. And she'll just look at me. And she'll do this every time. I'm ratting around a little bit. She, she'll do this. She'll go, Honey. <laughs> and when the head does a slight tilt and I get the, Honey. It's like that mom look. All you ladies have this. Every, it, it doesn't matter how old we are as guys. When our wife looks at it. Honey. It's kind of like a bless your heart in the South. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, bless your heart. It's just your honey. And she'll say this. She'll say, I don't think that's how they meant it. I'm going to choose to believe the best in them. And I'm like, Cah, I don't want to choose. The, I don't want, boy, I'm being honest. I don't want to choose the best. I want to choose the most painful and hurting thing I can do. <laughs> Come on, anybody? But God says, no, 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 no. Love. Assume the best. That's not their heart. Start looking at what's going on in their lives and pay attention to something. There's something more. Ephesians 4.2 says this. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other making allowance for each other's faults. Why would I do that? Because of your love. I make excuses for your faults, and you should make excuses for my faults. Why would we do that? Because we have the love of Jesus Christ flowing in us, and it needs to flow out of us. He came and gave us grace, mercy, and love, and we are supposed to give that to everybody around us. They don't deserve it. Neither did you. Neither did I. But we got it, and we're supposed to share it with someone else. So instead of of ripping the covers off of someone's faults, whether in person or online, what if? Riddle me this, Batman. What if? We stood up as followers of Jesus Christ and said, when I didn't deserve love, grace, and mercy, you still gave it to me. You chased me down to my lowest point and found me and lifted me up, and here's somebody else at their lowest point. I'm not going to kick them. I'm not going to throw rocks. No, no. Nay, I say unto thee, I'm going to take the same love, grace, and mercy that he gave me, and I'm going to apply it to my neighbor because right now they really need it. we got to start looking at this thing different. We, we just have to Okay, now... So what do you do? Okay, 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 still on the how. What do you do if somebody really does mean it? Right? I mean, because let's be honest, some people are just mean. What do you do when somebody comes at you and they're, it's not like, you don't have to guess, they're letting you know. Bro, I'm up in your grill, this is all about you. You did this, you're wrong, and they're just slaying you, okay? What I'm getting ready to tell you is not easy. And I fail at this probably more times than I'm successful, but I've learned the more times I'm successful at this, what I'm getting ready to tell you, the better my life is. Here's what you have to do. When they throw those things at you, and, and you know, like you're guilty or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just a tough situation. We need to assume, and I know that word comes with a lot of stuff and jokes, right? But we need to assume and realize and recognize that they're probably going through something. There's probably something going on in their life that's just really difficult for them. Are they lashing out at you? Yes. But we have to be the bigger people and get over it. See how quiet it is in here? Because nobody likes to do that. But we need to recognize something is probably going on in their life to make them say that and lash out. So fill in the blank. Instead of being offended by them, we need to have compassion for them. Instead of being offended, what if we, what if we try to get the mind of Christ and say, No, instead of being offended, I'm going, I am going to show them compassion because there's more than likely something going on in their life. Let's look back at this verse, Proverbs 19, 11. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory. It is to one's benefit to overlook an offense. Okay, what what does overlook an offense mean? What what does that actually mean? It does not mean, listen, it does not mean that you ignore it. It does not mean that you forget about it. It does not mean that you just don't even see it coming. You're just blind. I'm just oblivious. Oh, my God. No, no. Here's It's the Hebrew word avor, okay, avor. Transliterated because that's not the letters in Hebrew. Okay, let's move on. And so over to overlook means this. It means to give immediate, real-time forgiveness. It means when the little offense comes, we give real-time forgiveness. We don't wait for it to build up. We just, we see it, we recognize it, and we make a choice not to hold on to it. It's kind of like a vore, it's over, overlooking. So you're driving down the road, and the interstate's coming, you know, and and there's an overpass, right? You all know it, right? So you get to that interstate, you get to that offense, and you're on the overpass. It does not mean you pull over and make a bonfire of emotional, cathartic moment with all of your friends to look at this offense. Come here, Sister Sally, look at what they said come here look at what they did look we're gonna camp out right here Joe. they burn in hell and I'm gonna tag all of my friends so they're sure to see the same debacle that I'm looking at and what I'll also do is I'll take a screenshot of it in case they decide to take this post down some of you are gonna be deleting some pictures today aren't you You're like oh my god he's been in my phone but well, we do, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? We'll, we'll get offended by something. We'll take a, scre- I'm not making this up. You know I'm not making this up. We'll take a screenshot of it so we can show other people. We'll take a screenshot of it so we can just hold on to it as long as possible and let that bitterness just grow inside of us. Say something, Pastor Craig, It's awkward. No, what's awkward is us holding on and investing in bitterness in our souls while we still claim to have Jesus Christ, the man of love, living in our hearts. That's awkward. I believe the Bible says that it should never have Two kinds of water flowing out of the same well. You can't have fresh water and salt water flowing out of the same well. It should not be. And yet we say we follow Jesus Christ and we have the king of love living inside of us and we've accepted his forgiveness of our sins, yet we will purposefully invest in being offended and allowing bitterness to grow in us. You got to get over it. You got to get over it. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he will help you get over it if you won't pull your car over and take a snapshot of it. Get over it. Get over it. That post on Facebook, that Snapchat thing, get over it. What your wife said to you last week, get over it. What the pastor is saying to you right now, get over it. Get over it. What, 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 what are you offended about? Don't yell it out because they're probably here with you. Whatever you're, whoever or whatever you are really offended about, put it in the forefront of your brain right now. Come on, I know everybody's got, I know, girl, everybody got something. What are you offended about? Well, if they don't stop sending me those articles about vaccinations, I'm just, I'm just, hmm. Well, if they don't stop tagging me in these posts about not getting vaccinated, well, oh, oh. oh. Well, I think we sh- masks and blah, 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 quarantine and blah and businesses and blah and politics and blah. Get over it. Your life is too short. Your calling too great to be stumped up by simple little offenses like this. Let me say it one more time. Your life is too short. Your calling is too great to be getting off mission and offended by such small things. We are on mission, ladies and gentlemen, to show the world this love of Jesus Christ, that he'll forgive any and every sin, that he is a God of mercy and grace. And we, that's our mission, but we get tripped up because we got this article about this thing. Seriously? And I'm just gonna camp out right there. Oh, I shared it with 26 people too, by the way. We all need to be offended together. Get over it. Put that offense in your mind right now. What is it, who is it? Go ahead, get in your mind right now. And there's something, a powerful, con- about, there's a powerful thing about confession. I want us to say get over it, or I want us to say I'm over it together. Might seem awkward, but let's do it anyway. Go ahead, get that offense in your mind right now. You came in here with it, you're still stewing about it, you're not sure you wanna let go of it yet, but let's just do it anyway. I'm over it, one, two, three. I'm over it. These two sections, well done, thou good and faithful servants. Y'all, bro, what's up? (laughs) Let's say it again. I'm over it. One, two, three. I'm over it. They're still really out talking you, but okay, we'll move on. I'm over it. Get over it. Get over it. Get over it. Get over it. We have to stay on mission and if we mess up our mission by offenses we are just off. What if what if Jesus got off mission? What if Jesus was like Matthew. 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 Yes, Matthew. Yesterday I was doing my sermon on the mount. It was really a big deal for me. It's going to be in this book called the Bible. It's amazing. People are going to be touched and changed forever. While I'm delivering my great message, I saw you fall asleep. You were were sleeping by point two. Bro, Messiah, dude, we've been like walking all day. I'm tired. We're sitting in the warm sun. It was just cozy. I'm sorry, bro. You got to understand. You think I don't understand? You don't think I'm a man too? It's not easy being the son of God. Listen, your attitude has just really affected me. And I just, I was going to open some blind eyes later today. Maybe cleanse a few lepers, but oh, not now. Not now. And Philip, while I'm at it, Philip, Philip, Philip. A couple of days ago when you came to me when we were out in the wilderness and you said, hey, what's for dinner? I saw the attitude and the rolling of the eyes. You were doing the whole, oh, you're the Messiah, but you didn't bring food for us. Listen, that offended me. That offended, that, that offended me. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna multiply some fish and bread, but not now, you're on your own there, buddy. But Jesus didn't get off mission, did he? Because he knew he was the embodiment of love, and no matter what offenses came his way, he chose to stay on mission. Let me give you a clarion call today. Come on, stay on mission. This county, this city, this area needs you and me to stay on mission. Whatever you've been offended over this week, this week, whatever that silent killer is that's now set up in your soul, listen, get over it. Your life is too short, your calling too great to be offended by something so small. And the the people that you work with, they need to hear about the love and grace of Jesus Christ, not about the latest article that just offended you. school, your your classmates, your teachers. Believe it or not, no matter how old you are, you can still be a leader. And let me tell you something. If you're always offended about what other people are saying about you or posting about you, you're off mission. If we're so focused on flowing in the love and kindness of Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, this place would change, and I think God is waiting for us to do that. You can fill in the blank. The calling that is ahead of me is greater than the offense that is beneath me. Why is it beneath me? Because I'm over it. Don't leave here holding on to your offenses. If you've if you got no other reason, you've got no other thing to get rid of it, you can come down here at the end of service and write it on a piece of paper and nail it to the cross and say, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm tired. Is anybody just tired of carrying offenses? It's not the best for us. I'm telling you, there's freedom from all of this. We just have to get over it. Get over it. Well, I don't know how to do that. Yes, you do. I just talked about that for 30 minutes. Come on. It's a choice. Everything that comes across your social media feed, everything that comes out of your boss's mouth, your coworker's mouth, you choose whether you allow it to set up camp in your soul or you're just going to keep walking and get over it. It's a choice. Well, I don't feel like it. Nobody asked how you felt about it. I'm just telling you what the scripture has said. I've heard this a lot lately too. And then then I'll I'll close. Um, I've heard this from a lot of people. I wish I was just born in a different time. These times are so difficult. Everything's so, so tragic. And it seems to be like there's nothing in the middle ground, right? Everything's extremes, everything. And I just, oh my gosh, there had to be an easier time to live in. I'm sure there was an easier time to live in, but listen to this. God's not surprised that you were born and created to be at your age in 2021 right here. He's not shocked by what's going on in the world. He he's didn't fall off his throne and say, Oh, Jesus, I didn't see that coming. He hasn't said that. Yet he chose you to be your age right now here because this place needs what he has put in you. The book of Ephesians says that you are his craftsmanship, you are his workmanship, and he created works for you to do before you were born. Pfft. There's things for us to do and we have to stay on mission. We can't get stuck. We can't allow the love of Jesus Christ to be damned up in our souls by these offenses in place. Look at this verse in Esther. If you don't know the story of Esther, it's a pretty cool story, it's in the Old Testament. It's a short book, you can go there and read it. Esther chapter four, verse 14. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for DeSoto County will arise from some other place. Obviously, you can read that I've replaced Jews with DeSoto County, so. But if you keep quiet at a time like this, if you allow offenses to stop your love, to stop your kindness, to stop your grace, I'm gonna tell you something. I believe God has a sovereign plan, but he wants, plan A is for us to be on mission. Does that make sense? Our life is too short, calling too great to be stopped by such little things as this. Because who knows if perhaps you were made for just such a time as this. Don't negate your calling that God has placed in you because of the offenses the enemy has put around you. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And, and here's the other thing. Listen. <laughs> but Craig... You don't understand. When I see things online, I, ha- I can't just let it go. I have to tell them how stupid they are and how wrong they are. I just can't handle people being wrong. I have to tell them. Does anybody, anybody feel that? You don't have to raise your hand, but you feel that way? You're like you read something, you're like, oh, you're misinformed. Allow me to inform you. Okay? So what happens in that situation? What happens in that situation? You tell them how wrong they are odds are you're not going to change their mind. No matter how many articles you send them. Come on. You guys didn't like that. No matter how many articles you send them, no matter how many things you say to them, you're probably not going to change their mind. Okay? And then what they get is they end up being offended and feel offended rather than coming in contact with the vessel of Jesus Christ and experiencing the love, the grace, and the mercy. What are we doing? Let us flow in love and grace and mercy. Let us get over it. Today, my prayer is that you get over it, that we all just get over it and go back to loving people once again. Can I pray for you guys? Can you just pray? Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Lord, I love you. Lord, you have told us time and time and time again That love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers offense. Love love is that powerful force that changes hearts and minds and lives. So, Father, right now, as we're still, as there's people in this house watching online, still struggling with that offense. You're still like, yeah, but you don't know what they did, and, and this really offended me. And Okay, Lord, help us. By the power of your presence and your spirit, help us to get over it. Help us to overlook the offense and stay on mission. Father, I just ask that you make all of our minds. Give us the mind of Christ right now. Let our minds be in tune with you and what you have for us. And let us go out of here today and to work on Monday morning with a charge and a commission to be on mission. To share the love and grace in this area. Lord, I love you. I thank you for what you're doing here amongst us. You're amazing. And, and Father, those people that are still holding on to it, that offense, white-knuckled. Some people are just not, there's a little bit of rebellion that they're saying, no, no, I, you don't understand it. They're, they're holding on to that offense, white-knuckled. Lord, I just, we just send love to them. We just ask that you love them to a point where they'll choose to let go because it's for their benefit, and we want the best for them. Let them sense your presence and feel your presence even in this moment. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out today and and staying awake, that's a bonus, way to go. Um, If any of you need prayer for anything, you feel like the Lord's doing something in you and it's just not done yet, you want some people to pray for you, there's some people down front on both sides that would love to pray with you and connect with you. And so that is down front. Okay, stand with me if you will. And while you're standing, let me remind you that if you're a follower of Christ, There's communion elements down front on both sides that you're more than welcome to come down and and partake of. And if you want to write that offense on a piece of paper and put it on the cross, there's papers down there and pens and you can do all that as an act of worship. All right, let me pray the benediction. We will get out of here and enjoy some beautiful weather. Heavenly Father, right now, we just ask that the words of our mouth, the meditations in our heart, Lord, they'll be acceptable in your sight. You're our Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, y'all. Love you.